You're listening to Mend, Life at the Seams. Hi, I'm Amy Day. And I'm Annie Freaky. Each season, we deep dive into a select community to hear their tales in hopes that we may shed some new light of understanding in that given corner of the world. In this season of Mend, we start digging in our own backyards. Beneath the stereotypes and sensationalized portrayals of criminals, greed, and environmental destruction, to the origins of Humboldt County's marijuana culture, the backs of the landers, the activists, the families, the farmers, and the medicine makers. In a landscape that is rapidly shifting, we go back to the beginning to see where we started, where we've come thus far, and hopefully shed some light on the path that's yet to come. So join us. Pull up a chair, pour a glass, and listen. We were excited this week to speak with Siobhan, a second-generation cannabis farmer and one half of the YouTube duo The Grow Sisters. She and her husband own Blessed Coast Farms, Humboldt's first permitted cannabis farm, where she is proud to plant into the native soil along the Van Dusen River. Legalization ended her days dodging helicopters on a dirt bike and brought her a sense of liberation. Now she can be honest about who she is and what she does. She acknowledges that being such a public advocate for her farm and cannabis cultivation may place her head on the chopping block. But, as she says, the work needs to be done, and she is in a well-placed position to be an advocate. This is farming. Practices and techniques are not secret, nor should they be. Shivan stresses the importance of sharing this knowledge, exclaiming, quote, This is how we survive. End quote. The coveting of farming knowledge is a black market thought, and now we must grow into this new realm of legalization and transparency together. Humboldt, Mendocino, and Trinity counties have been growing cannabis for decades. Siobhan describes it as generations. No county is perhaps as known for its quality of cannabis as is Humboldt. This is our strength, and Siobhan urges us to get involved, step in, and represent ourselves, suggesting, I believe, that as we move forward into compliance and legalization, our future lies in our history. So we are here speaking with Shivan from the Grow Sisters. They have a channel on YouTube. They're local farmers, her and her sister. And the farm is called Blessed Coast Farms. And so we are speaking with her today. And um, I just want to start by saying there was a, a quote on your, on your site um, about what you do. Many lives, many different paths, because you can grow your own way. Yay! Yeah! Mm-hmm. And so now I have Fleetwood Mac in my head. Yes! And I wish we could. That's what we were hoping for. <laughs> we can license them, right? They right. Can. It's only like probably thousands of dollars. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Totally worth it. I actually already have. Oh, Um, nice. Yeah. Can't let that pass you up. You can. (laughs) You can grow your own way. Of course. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Mm. So how we uh, generally like to start is 
how about you just kind of place yourself and your sister who is not here, place yourself in this cannabis culture in this community in Humboldt. Okay. My name is Siobhan Danger Darwish and my husband and I received the first permit in Humboldt County for our farm, Blessed Coast Farms, in June of 2016. And um, we, my husband and I, both are second generation farmers. And I invited my little sister Sloan Reed out to work on the farm. this year, 2017, in June. And so she and I decided that all of the information that I was giving her should be filmed so that, you know, later we could bestow that upon new employees. Oh, and it mm. worked It worked out that it was too fun and the videos became <laughs> <laughs> too silly. And so we started uh, Grow Sisters, which became a platform to highlight what's going on here in Humboldt County and just kind of the uh, regulations, you know, people's products. We really like highlighting women in the industry because there's so many women that are coming forth with these incredible products or ways to grow or, you know, information about it. And so um, I guess that's a kind of me in a nutshell. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a second generation cannabis farmer and I really am just thrilled that we are finally able to share our stories and mm. that's really what it's been about and so I was honored when you ladies asked me because usually like I said I'm doing I do the interviews and so it's really nice to actually be interviewed but yeah um, you know it's just been a landslide of events since we started being um, you know coming forth with what we do and who we are and our lifestyle and how we grow and you know there, there are many ways, there's many paths, many, many ways to grow. And so we really like honoring that and, and looking at that. And I think that finally we're in a position where people are receptive to be able to hear that and um, share. Are you on family land right now? Is that where you farm or do you have... My husband and I own um, Blessed Coast Farms. We're in Carlotta. It is our family farm, um, though I did sell my father's land to purchase flat agricultural land. So my father uh, farmed in the hills for years and years and years, and um, I watched the uh, regulations coming down, and I realized that his land probably wasn't going to get permitted. And being the advocate that we are for you know, becoming trans, transparent into the legal realms, we decided to buy uh, prime ag land. And so we consider it, you know, it's our, it's our home. Yeah. It's our family's farm. And how long have you, have you been on that particular parcel? We have lived there two years now. Okay. Yeah. And where is that? It's in Carlotta. In Carlotta. Okay. Yeah. Carlotta, Southern Humboldt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so then, um, do you mind telling us the size of the the space that you Absolutely. guys farm? Oh, so uh, we cultivate in 10,000 square feet. We have mixed lighting. It's one of the smaller permit permits that you can get. Um, but we are very, very proud that we plant into the native soil. This will be the second year that I have worked this soil. I'm very proud of it because, as you know, you have to build 
the soil. Uh-huh. And so it's been really nice to um, plant into native soil. We are right on the Van Dusen River. I mean, it's literally hundreds of feet from the uh, cultivation site. And so we are not using any synthetics, any harmful chemicals, anything like that. And so our, our we're a compost tea and permaculture farm. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really nice. I love it. I don't see any other way of farming for myself. I understand there's going to be lots, but for us, we're just 10,000 square feet and we are on 5.3 acres. So we barely slipped under that five acre mm-hmm. <laughs> mark. Thank goodness. But yeah. And then as far as the land that you, that was your, your father's when, how, how, how long did you live there for? So I was off and on uh, living in Garberville throughout my high school days. Um, My father actually sent us to go to school in Utah because he didn't want to make the trip into school for Garberville. I know, what a jerk, right? (laughs) (laughs) Take it to another state. And and actually, this is kind of... um, this is one of the things that I used to be really embarrassed of, and I used to, like, not want to tell people, you know, of, of, of this area. Oh, my gosh, my dad, you know, he would make money and then take it to Utah. And now I'm realizing that this is actually one of the bigger reasons why I decided to move here and to stay and why I'm so active in our community is because I see a lot of people, they come here and they grow and then they take money out of the state. And... and that was something that my father was doing. And so that was one of the things that I vowed that I wanted to do was continue to contribute to the community. And so, you know, having, getting the permit and, and being here and contributing was a really, was a, it's a, it's a big thing for us, you know? And so, yeah. So I got to spend a lot of time in, uh, on his hill, but, and I actually ran it for a couple years, which was, uh, you know, really silly that dad was like oh yeah you're 18 go ahead run the hill you know and I'm like oh yeah I got this no big deal so I'm this 18 year old girl you know in Garberville you know but and I loved it um but it was further out and the water wasn't ideal and so like I said we brought it down into the um flat land for Mm -hmm. agriculture how long were you away for from um because you mentioned that you went to school in Utah and then I did. You came back. So what was the yeah. what was the gap there? I mean, because you always hear about Humboldt County, you know, it's like some people, if you're if it's home, if you're supposed to be here, it has this Sucks way of you. pulling yeah. you back in. Yeah. And if you're not supposed to be here, then you'll make your way off into the rest of the world. And yeah, it, and I I, I don't want to get too like silly, but I believe in the plant goddess, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I feel that there are, you know, it it. it Cannabis has accepted people to come and to be here and has really, you know, supported what they're doing. And I feel like um, I knew that I was supposed to be here. This plant has always been, you know, what I want to be doing. It's what I want to be around. It's what I want to immerse myself in. And even now in, you know, the legal realms where I'm not just a farmer, not just being with the plant or cultivating, but I'm actually doing all these studies and able to talk to people and really start to, to dive into it as I guess, you know, this whole industry is diving into the sciences. Um, it's just really exciting. I went off. So my stint was I was in Utah and I would be in school and I would be 
sitting in school and I'd be thinking, oh, I just can't wait for summer. Because all I wanted to do was be back out here. And, um, you know, and once I was able to, I, I moved out here. I packed everything and, and I was gone. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm very appreciative for the um, education that I got. I grew up in Park City, Utah. Um, it's where he had us going to school. And I'm really grateful that I, I got to be there, you know, um, and experience that. But at the same time, I, like you said, I was drawn right back out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course I have a half sibling that I tempted to be out here too. You know, I call her and be like, how's Utah? Oh yeah, it's snowy. Uh-huh. Well, guess what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm surfing and I'm going to ride my horse later. You know, and so she very soon after she turned 18, uh, followed pursuit and came out and okay. she came out with a partner, which was awesome because he is a 24 year old man who I can be like, pick this up. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. You know, so, so I'm taking more of the role behind the, the desk and, and, and working on the computer and really focusing more on our media and getting us out there and which has been really nice because now I have younger apprentices that can take on the, okay, you guys go bottom branch all day. You yeah. know, I did my dues. <laughs> so, so did you spend your early years out uh, down in Southern Humboldt? I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My my family is originally from um, Southern California, Laguna Beach, and my father worked uh, land in Grass Valley, and then he moved to Oregon, and he also did a couple grows there, though he found that in the, uh, I would, mid-70s, he found out that the, grow, the climate, essentially was just where he wanted to be. He wanted to grow cannabis and the climate in Humboldt was where he wanted to be. And so he ended up in Mendocino County and, um, yeah, it was, it was ideal. And I remember as, you know, being a young kid, I remember coming and never, you know, being, you're exposed to it as a kid growing up in, in Garberville, you know, and so it never was a thing. And so it was an interesting culture shock to go to school in Utah and you learn, you learn real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, loose lips, sink ships. Mm. Did you get any kind of uh, talk from your dad before you went? Like, oh, hey. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the D.A.R.E. program was fun. I remember, <laughs> I remember him right, being like, you're doing what? And I was like, oh, yeah, Dad, D.A.R.E. And he's like, we're going to Disneyland for three days, you know. So that was, <laughs> you know, pulled out. But, but no, you, it, it, was, uh, it was really good to be in that environment and also in the environment here and see how things were done here and see how things were done there and not one was bad and not one was you know it was just a difference and um I am just living through this I mean I feel like my entire life is you know we've all just done this complete 180 with ourselves you know things are so different now and we're able to talk about who we are and it's liberating you know I'm finally telling people when when they ask well what did your dad do oh he's a contractor you know (laughs) you get tired of saying that after a while you know and when you come out when you're when you're in Utah you're a liar you're lying you're constantly lying and that was heavy for me you know even as a kid I remember thinking oh my gosh I just lied you know you constantly lie about who you are and what you do and what you believe in and, and, and that is heavy. That's really heavy as a kid, you know, to, to hide your identity or not to understand and, and to, to see the plan, to see what's going on and to see all of the really great community that, you know, Garberville and, and whatnot has. 
but at the same time to be you know pushed into this world where you're not supposed to say anything and you're not supposed to do anything and 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 sloan my little sister since just coming out here is having this massive culture shock and it, mm-hmm. it's really brought me back to remembering how it was how it was you know because it's it it is it's you say anything and your father is going to prison for the rest of his life you know and so but then summers spent on the farm you know and everyone's smoking and so it, it's it's interesting and 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 we're feeling really like I said, we're feeling really liberated to finally be, this is who I am. This is what I believe in. Here we are. Let's go. You know? Yeah. Yay. Yeah, that's so. good. We had, uh, we interviewed another woman who was uh, raised out in the hills in Southern Humboldt, and her dad had gotten busted one year, had to go to prison for, you know, 10 months or something. Yeah. But she said that wasn't the scary part. The scary part was having to lie. Yeah. And not really understanding what was going to happen, but knowing something could happen. And then also the D.A.R.E. program and, you know, I just... Well, and I remember her talking about, too, like the whole, you know, like there was a safe house in the neighborhood. You know, Mm -hmm. like the one neighbor that didn't have a scene and you could go there when, you know, camp helicopters were flying over. And I mean, was there fear at all living out on the land and I oh, mean, in the absolutely. time of you know like full camp dare all that yeah and I think that you know as a as a kid it didn't really occur to me as much as you know it did in my 20s obviously mm-hmm. you know as as we all know it, it that became real and um there was less people when when we were kids there you know and so it was it was less of a of a fear it was more of a community thing and you know we knew that it was you know not legal and there was always that potential but i think that my greatest fear started when we were you know in our 20s and and really uh camp started smashing everyone and it wasn't you know even a legal thing it was a cowboys coming out of the air you know their black helicopters but but as a kid I don't you know I'm you know when you're a kid it wasn't really a realization I mean it was it was scary the thought of going home to Utah and accidentally saying something or I remember you know having to lie at a birthday party of mine or something Mm -hmm. when I was younger and being like oh yeah that's you know my dad's cigarettes you know, but but even in Utah, people are so oblivious to it that it almost didn't even matter or come up. Right. Well, I was just thinking back to when we, so we we spent about six months at Annie's kitchen table, kind of like working out the finer points of this, and you know, making that final, you know, to pull the trigger and not like, do we do this? Do we do this? And I remember having one very pivotal conversation at that kitchen table (laughs) right after the election. And there was, you know, and all of us kind of walking around feeling very, you know, just like we've been sucker punched basically. (laughs) And, and that was one of the heavier conversations. It's like, is this the time? Is this the time to do this? Are people going to want to come out and be public now that we have like this, fascist regime taking place right. in the federal government I mean has that been oh. how, I mean because you know you have chosen to take this very public stance with the work <laughs> that you're doing but has there been any fear just with you sister, know sister every day hmm. I mean yeah know, every day uh yeah absolutely and um you know with with more 
um, publications coming out and I'm writing, I'm doing a blog for trips and testing magazine. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a lot, it, you're, our heads are on the chopping block yeah. every day, you know, and, and things could turn like that. However, nothing is going to change unless there are people willing to take that chance. And I, I'm in the position, my, my husband and I, with the permit, are in the position that we should stand as advocates for this. You know, my, my father marched on 19 in 1975 or 6. I, I kind of can't remember. I'm like trying to remember the poster. I have the poster in my house. But it was the first medical, you know, stance for, for cannabis in, in this state, you know. And we... We, I, and I say we, Humboldt County, the, the, the Emerald Triangle, the Tri-Counties, have been doing this for generation and generation. We, have, we are the people that sh- deserve to be acknowledged and honored and taken into consideration as this cannabis industry starts to explode. It, we are... I almost dropped the F ground. It almost came out. I've gotten so good at not doing that on camera because you know everyone's like, "Oh, you're on, oh, you're on YouTube. You should probably stop cursing." And I'm like, "Fuck, is that real? A reality for me? Is that a reality?" And I'm like, "Okay, yes. You've you've given up so much of of everything else. You can you can you can keep this. fuck. You can keep yeah. fuck. <laughs> but it is it's fucking scary, you guys. And mm. and you know, I mean, like." Like you said, with the elections, you know, who knows? I mean, anything anything could happen, and, and, and I just am so grateful to my community and, and women like yourselves who are supporting other women doing this or, or people doing this, coming out and, and saying who we are and what we do. And just to bring it back, this is an agricultural crop. This, this is absolutely an agricultural crop. And, and not to say that, you know, regulation shouldn't be uh, held to higher standards for everything that we eat or grow or anything at this point, you know, because I, I understand that, you know, the, the rules and regulations for ag was, are very outdated and, and horrible. And cannabis has a, has a chance to stand up and, and show that it can be grown clean it can be and and it has been and there are people in the hills that are doing it correctly there are people that want to stand up and do it correctly you know and I think that although it's scary and yes I just three years ago was riding a dirt bike with a gun in my backpack and hiding under trees from random helicopters yes my life has fucking changed. Things are scary. People are still very, very scared to come out with what they're doing and who they are. And, you know, I feel that there is a lot of fear and 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 it's very controversial still. And it's very, you know, out there. Like I said, our heads are on the chopping block. However, there are more things happening in this industry right now that are proving that this is a medicinal herb. You know, there's more, the more science comes out, the more people who are accepting of it, uh, the, the, the younger, the generations, the younger generations that, that come into to play, you know, and I, I feel personally that the cannabis goddess has hidden herself for long enough. She waited. Cannabis knew 
the good time to present itself. And we finally are realizing farm to table, all organic, clean, beyond organic, you know, all of these things are finally coming to, uh, I, 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 my first word is mainstream, but they're coming to a realization. It's an enlightenment. We, we are awakening to it being a, an herb. And I think that more and more people are going to be coming, becoming, you know, accepting of it, especially with California, especially because we have been such a massive leader for the rest of the United States. And back to my point about, you know, the Emerald Triangle being the center for all of this happening. And so why not more, more us than anyone should stand up and say, yes, this is what we've been doing for generations. This is who we are. Well, one of the things that I wanted to ask, um, you know, I watched a couple of your uh, YouTube videos and it was just making me think of kind of how technology and life progresses and moves forward. It's kind of the new way to, I mean, we live in Humboldt. We've all sat around a table numerous times or sort of barbecue and, you know, this person's talking about this fertilizer to use or like this is, well, how's the peach of your soil? Or we've all been in those, listening to those conversations or been in those conversations about how to, how to grow better. And the question I had was, do you, are you getting, because there's always been kind of the secrecy and perhaps there's been kind of this hoarding of this knowledge because it's bad for business to put it out there, right? Are you getting some negative feedback from people about this information that you're putting out there and these less negative than positive. We definitely are getting a more positive feedback. Um, you guys, your farming secrets are no longer a secret. No offense to anyone, but <laughs> we need, we need to start sharing knowledge and spreading love. This is how we're going to, this is how we survive. We survive by continuing to share this knowledge. Every single person, should be able to grow their own. This is not something that needs to be hidden and coveted. If we don't have growth, if we don't have education, if we're not sharing this knowledge, we will fucking perish. Mm-hmm. No more hoarding your strains. This, you guys, I'm sorry, this is all changing. I, I'm, you know, there there are probably are people out there who are going to disagree with me, but those people who disagree also know about the learning curve. They also know that there is a learning curve to this kid, to this business. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been in there, if you haven't been paying your respect and your time to that plant, you're not going to, you're not going to do well. We all know that this is true. Um, I, you know, it, it always has been, it's always been kind of like a, like a, it kind of, I love that you asked this question. So thank you. It's always <laughs> kind of been like a, a little thorn in my side when someone's like, oh yeah, I don't sell that strain or I won't tell you my secrets or like it's some big fucking secret that you're using bat guano, homie. Like this is not, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like this is not rocket science. Like this is farming and everyone should know this and not to mention that this is how we keep this ours because the big massive factory farms are coming. Big corporations, I've, I've bumped shoulders with them constantly. It's crazy. I don't know how they keep inviting me to these events, but it's fantastic. And so thank you. Thank you for continuing to, to invite me. I don't know if I'm like their random token uh, hill grower or what the deal is, but I, I'm, a, I'm appreciative to be there and I'm happy to share the knowledge. And I hope that I'm bridging some sort of gap in 
continuing to remind everyone that this is to be shared and this is to be appreciated and the only way that this is going to continue is that if we continue to teach our kids and teach grandma that she is able to grow her own cannabis what especially right now with all the the regulations um as far as testing goes we are still very much in the gray um there's no real clean cannabis you know um they big 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 factory farm cannabis tried to attack them the microbes i'm sure you guys have heard about this just recently the microbes that are floating in the air from the fires that are landing on people's plants could potentially make your plants your product not pass the testing rather large uh, controversial issue here there are good microbes there are bad microbes there are things that are if we smoke them they're going to be harmful there are things that if we smoke them not going to be harmful if we ingest them not harmful also in compost tea so if you're a farmer who's watering, yes, I'm sharing secrets, everyone, look out. <laughs> if you're a farmer who's watering uh, compost tea on your plants, which is a practice, right, um, you potentially have microbes in your uh, product that later down the line are going to, to pro- uh, be deemed uh, dirty, even if you're completely organic and everything else is working out for you. What this is doing is it potentially is going to put a massive strain on organic full sun growers and so everyone go to cal or cal calgrowers.org calgrowers help me someone.org possibly anyway um we should yeah i should i should know that too i apologize you guys anyway calgrowers i'm sure you can find them on the internet uh sign the petition um that states that it needs to be sent back to the state to have more um testing done on these microbes because that's that's big uh companies that's big big um big farm trying to take over the small growers these are the things that we need to be sharing we no longer can hide or covet strains or information from one another we need to come together we need to be working together to to do this you know and yeah, so I, I don't want to go off on my uh, microbes <laughs> rant. I, I apologize, but I'm, I'm really grateful that I got to throw that in because that's really, that's something that kind of is, there's, there's a lot of things that, that are being uh, brushed under the rug right now and not being um, looked at. And so, you know, even if you don't want to share your information, at least, at the very least, get an Instagram, put one photo up. If you are a farm, get your farm name, put one photo up, follow HCGA. They constantly, uh, Humboldt Growers Association, Mm -hmm. constantly uh, posting this information. This is the information that we need to be sharing at this point. These are the things that we need to to look at. Times have changed. Things are evolving. We are growing. Cal Growers Association. Beautiful.org. Yes, and you can sign that petition there. And um, all it's asking for is more science to be done on... The microbes and so what's the um, what's the inst- getting an instagram account is that just kind of like just documenting be- i'm a i'm a humboldt farm sure and you don't even you don't even necessarily have to document but just be involved you know get get okay. get on um you know look at if you don't want the instagram i just i just i i personally really like instagram because there are a lot of there are a lot of people sharing a lot of things, you know, get, get onto, uh, the, the 
thecowgrowers.org. Get get on to the ICFA. Uh, gosh, I I wish I would have written this down. Now, <laughs> now, see, you guys are teaching me, so this is good. So I should have written this down. But 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 educate yourselves, you know. And 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 I guess my point being is just. It's, it's no longer a time to ridicule those who are trying to share this knowledge. This knowledge is out there, you guys. It's, not, it, it's no longer you know, something that's to be hidden or to be held or don't, don't tell them. You know, that, that competitive market, it's changed. It's a, it's a different market. It's no longer all of these, these you know, Humboldt or, or, I'm sorry, Emerald Triangle counties trying to compete with one another. All, all, the growers no longer need to compete. We need to get together. This is, it's, it's gone larger than, than us at this point. That's something that keeps coming up is um, the grower, like the gro- yeah, yeah, the collectives, mm-hmm. grower, farmer collectives, mm-hmm. and how that's how the mm-hmm. small-time mom-and-pops are going to Absolutely, and, and support them because that's how I know these collectives that are letting people know this information. That's how I know about it, you know. I was fortunate enough to... Um, do a webinar just recently for Shrimps and Testing Magazine, and I'm sure they, they wanted me to, you know, talk about, oh, talk about cultivation. Tell us how you grow your plants. And here I am going, go sign this petition. You know? <laughs> so, so, but, but, but that's what it is. And, 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 and all of this, you know, competitiveness, it's gone from us now. And now it's time to share and educate people that the more that that we covet this stuff the more it's going to be looked at as something that's a black market market thought mm-hmm. you know and 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 our minds have to change we have to change this the industry has changed with with legalization things have changed so you know I, well and i think is that's that's something we're seeing and so this so this kind of in my mind, this opens up to this much bigger idea. There's this this notion going on, you know, in like certain spiritual circles that, you know, that we are in this kind of transition of humanity, right? You know, like where this kind of more enlightened age mm-hmm. is on its way. But, in or, you know, for that birthing process, for that next age to, to occur, we're seeing like the final darkness kind yes. of really come out. Yes. You know, it's like you're, that's why you see, you know, the current administration we have that's why you see all these atrocities kind of rearing their heads it's kind of a last gasp thing before this new and so I think the parallel I wanted to draw is I know a lot of people who are still kind of very much operating under the you know it's like absolutely go big go big because we don't know when they're you know going to catch up with us in this new regulatory you know just like go huge get it, get rid of it, you know, and then, you know, use this last remnant of, of prohibition to your advantage because they don't, because I think a lot of people don't see a future under the new regulations, you know, that the profitability is going to go away. They're not going to be able to sustain themselves and their families. They're not going to be able to live. It's scary. Absolutely. Um, I mean, is there, because that when you, when you talk about, you know, spreading the knowledge and growing and giving people the tools to grow their own. I think it's such a beautiful ethos, but then I wonder what does that do to profitability? If everyone is able to grow their own, if everybody has the skills, the knowledge. You know, that's, that is a fantastic question. And it's something that keeps me awake at night uh, because I know a lot of my friends and family who have absolutely dropped out of the industry 
I, I can't, I mean, there, I know you ladies probably talk to someone every day who's like, I'm done, I'm out, I sold my land, I'm done. And, and I, it's sad, and I'm sorry for those who have been doing this for so long, and it's all they know, and my heart aches for the people who have property that is not able to get permitted, or, you know, that is a sad thing. However, this has been going on for generations and generations. If you have not built yourself something at this point, I'm I'm sorry to say that there, it's not me. I did not do it. I this is how things are now. The things have changed with cannabis, and I miss the black market daily. I actually asked my lawyer if I could say that, and he said yes. <laughs> and I do. I I miss the black market because I'll tell you what I miss. The fact that, you know, when harvest season came, we were all giving each other high fives and we were all, you know, doing remodels on grandma's house and, and things were good and, and do not get me wrong. However, this is where we're at and there's a lot of people who simply are not going to make it and my heart aches for them because I know that that's what they know. As far as the uh, profitability, you know, that's a hard one too. I just recently was having this uh, conversation with Native Humboldt, uh, Lindsay Renner, a good friend of mine. She's fantastic. I, I love, love, love getting to, when we have moments to see one another because she's getting a permit for a facility in Eureka and um, uh, I'm just delighted. But she and I were talking about where the profitability is going to be. And you know, those, it's gonna be it's gonna be narrow and especially for small farms there's not going to we we are not going to see obviously the profit that we have at all however her answer on this is 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 just as um, it, it just it's incredible there are things that if you want your small farm to survive there are things that you have to do at this point we have been asked to step up cannabis has given us it has been incredibly um, giving with its, uh, you know, uh, product. And now at this point, it's our turn to give back. If you make a salve, if you have a small farm, if you are able to get permitted, if you have some sort of knowledge, now is your time. Now is your time. Step out and, and get that product going you know, do what you can to put yourself out there. And, and I know we were just saying how scary it is. So I'm not, I'm, I'm going in a different direction, but, but, but do we own this humble own this Mendo? Come on, Trinity. This is fucking ours. We've been waiting for this. This sh is not, this shouldn't be a scary thing. This should be a celebration. We are able to come out and, and be like, I've got this incredible product. This is what I do. This is who I am. And, and I know that it's still a really hard topic because there's not going to be a, a lot of room for a lot of people. However, we all have seen this coming down the, 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 to us for quite some time, you know, and that, I don't want to interrupt you mid-flow, but that was one question I, that I did, that did come up for me is can you, because you get, you're the first permitted farm in Humboldt County. 
And I think there's there's definitely a feeling right now that there's a lot of people scrambling to even kind of wrap their heads around permitting oh. and what that looks like. And yeah. so that means, to my mind, that you guys saw the shift early on. You were getting a real feel for the evolution of this industry, of this plant, of what of this this area. Can you walk us through that process? Like what the timetable, what the, the mind frame, like what? <laughs> so imagine a pinball and it's <laughs> dropping and it's just ding, 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 ding. That's pretty much how I feel. My, my whole life right now is just like, oh, almost died. Nope. Just kidding. You're still in the game. Oh, 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 almost. No. Um, really, truly, I, my heart goes out to those who are struggling um, to get permitted because I know what a crazy, crazy, stressful thing that is um, and, and can be, uh, however. So, so walking you through it, and this is one of the, this is my favorite answer. We are simple. Everything about us was simple. When it asks, what products are you going to use when you need to spray? We are going to spray with some sulfur. And everything was organic. There was nothing on our compliance papers that they could deny. We, we, you know, I, I appreciate that the county really opened their, their doors to organic farmers. I mean, if you have, we, we did align ourselves with an, with an agricultural spot. We did do that. We knew that the the land that we bought, like like I said, I sold close to six hundred acres to wow. to obtain my five acres. My wow. five acres, yeah. and my home, my farm, will always be a small boutique producing farm. We that that's that's what we have. That's that's who we are. That's all we can produce. Right. Um, and so, you know. That's kind of why we launched the Grow Sisters because we didn't have any money for doing any type of marketing, and so we <laughs> guerrilla marketed our our Grow Sisters. You know, we we used what we had, and so, um, you know, to to walk through that prog that that progress, um, it was it was not easy. I mean, getting the first permit sounds like it was an easy thing, but it it really was quite difficult, and you know, I mean my husband and I have been under an incredible amount of stress. And like I said, you know, I, I am coming from riding my dirt bike in the hills every summer and going on vacation every winter. And, you know, now we're very, very much. So I sit behind a desk for six hours a day, you know, working on building what I started, you know, and I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, is this ever like, we got the permit. Woohoo. Nope. <laughs> nope. It, it doesn't end there. You know, you we're we're getting into understanding track and trace and we're getting into, we just had our, um, they not only were we the first permit, but we were the first, um, to re get our permit to have them mm-hmm. come. Yeah. You have to do a set, a yearly walk through and it was the first time that the, that the County had done it. And so here we are, not only are we like with our necks on the chopping block, but we're also, also guinea pigs, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, it's, it's been expensive and it's been stressful. However, it has been worth it. And if not in a financial worth it, it's been worth it to, to be those goofy kids on the front of the magazine saying, come on, Humboldt, 
we can do this, you know, and, and shit, I'm still here today. So I'm not behind bars for, for, you know, sharing my knowledge or, or telling people, yes, please get permitted. You know, this, this is helpful. This is good for our community. This is good for our economy. Um, you know, as, as far as, as walking through it, my suggestion to anyone is, Educate yourself on sustainable farming. Educate yourself on sustainability because those are the answers that the county wants to hear. They want to know that you are not going to be using synthetic chemicals that you are going to dump into their rivers. And if you are, well, then Fish and Game is going to royally fuck you because Mm -hmm. I'll tell you what, Fish and Game is like out for fucking skulls right now. And And do you think that's just a reaction to all the horrendous abuses that have been going on absolutely. on large scale. Okay. So absolutely. everyone's and kind of getting the consequences of that then. Absolutely. Yeah. Unfortunately. And you know, it, it as far as that particular I, I don't wanna I don't wanna get myself in trouble here too much. But as that you know, there there's there's other agencies. It's not just them. There's other agencies that are included in this process that are simply just trying to do the best they can with what they have not only did our jobs change their jobs changed i mean there's Uh there's departments that have completely had to create an entire cannabis side because their people are going time out we just do building permits (laughs) like what the fuck are you guys talking about doing you know putting up all these all you see where i'm going with this have patience with the county have patience with the people who are doing the permitting because they're doing the best they can. There, there's a lot of money that's been being made in the county, and we stand grateful for that. And now there's a lot of money that potentially could go back into our economy, and mm-hmm. everyone knows that that needs to happen here. You know, I love hearing about the nuts and bolts because I think it's so it's so easy to talk big picture, right, and mm-hmm. talk visions mm-hmm. and and. Um, and beliefs and all of that and they're beautiful ideals to rally behind mm-hmm. but the nuts and bolts is what actually gets the vision into being mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. so I think it's great to hear that Absolutely. I, but I I think I'm also just compelled by this question of because it t- you know because so many people are just going to ride this prohibition era till like the bitter end right? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. get keep the black yeah. market prices as long as I yeah. can and then and then we'll see you know when the dust settles the smoke clears so just I mean t- I think I'm interested, I'm almost, this question of the mindset, you know, like what was the switch in your mind when you realized that this was coming, this was going to be the new wave, and rather than jump off the train like so many other people have done are doing, what was that, that key pivotal moment, that thought in your head to say, I'm going to switch gears, I'm going to go from this prohibition era, you know, 600 acres riding around with a gun in your, you know, back to, to this new thing, which you, you know, admit is not, not going to be as profitable. It's not going to be the same lifestyle that so many have grown accustomed to. And yet you put yourself out there. You made that choice to, you know, initiate this. So this story needs to be shared. This is not just about money. This is about history we are it gives me the chills this is a revolution and who wouldn't want to be a part of it you know this is about the emerald triangle story why not stand up and represent it 
you know, and, and this is the turn that it's taken. And this is the way that we can speak to the masses. I love your question because I lay awake at night and think, <laughs> things would have been so much easier had I, just, <laughs> had I just dealt with the $900, you know, um, units and, 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 and on that, on that note, you know, we're even, even in the black market, the prices have completely plummeted and that's due to, you know, everyone, like you said, going crazy and, and going huge and we're celebrate, celebrate your next couple of years in the black market. Cause there will be room in the black market, but ultimately it's, it's hopefully going to kind of fade out and I'm hoping that we're able to bring this particular herb into transparency and I I know that so much of our tradition and so much of who we are as count as 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 the Emerald Triangle is based on the black market however things have changed you know and so I guess my answer is, is just that it's it's time it's time to to be a part of this movement and to start sharing and I, I love what you ladies are doing because it's so the heart of this whole entire thing is with the stories and the people mm-hmm. who made it last for so long you know who 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 stuck their heads out when it was even far more I mean I, I guess I have this debate my husband and I joke about you know, is it, was it more dangerous in the black market or was it more dangerous in the legal market? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, it's like really hard because in the black market, you didn't say anything because you knew that somebody could show up at your door and shoot you in the belly. In this legal market, these motherfuckers just be suing you. And I'm thinking, what was worse? The stress of going through a lawsuit or, 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 you know, fearing that you did something wrong that you knew you were going to get shot for. So I feel personally in my heart that my and my family choosing to go legal we knew that we weren't going to make the money that we have been we knew that it was going to be a longer road we knew that it was going to be stressful however this needs to be shared do you think uh, that Humboldt has a future in cannabis growing or do you think that um, big ag is going to come in and take over the Central Valley and fill the market up. That's certainly the fear, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've looked into, uh, he's a hard person to get a hold of, Justin Calvino, (laughs) who started the Mendocino Appalachians Project. And the Mendocino Appalachians Project is um, also backed by the AFCA. And I apologize to them if I'm saying their abbreviation wrong. I'm dealing with about six million abbreviations right now. (laughs) Um, But they have teamed up, and what the Appalachians Project is doing is it's creating a mapped terroir. And pardon my French if I'm not saying that word correctly, um, but the terroirs are, if you think in uh, Champagne. So Europe decided to say you can't call your sparkly white wine or bubbly whatever unless it's from the Champagne Champagne Valley. Valley. So what the Mendocino Project has done, and Mendocino County actually just passed this, you can't label that you're from Mendocino unless you are technically grown and created in Mendocino. If we, if Humboldt County accepts the Appalachians Project 
and we fund what they're doing, which I completely, absolutely think that this is how we win, people. This is how we win. I remember I was sitting in New York. This was probably 10 years ago. I was at a bar. I may... Oh, I was old enough. Okay, we're good. I got, I got old quick. I got old quick. Um, so I was sitting in a bar, and I was started talking to this gentleman, and he was this nice guy. And I was like, "Well, would you like to go smoke?" And he was like, "Oh my gosh, you this this cute girl, and she wants to go smoke a joint outside." And I was like, "Yes." And this was ten years ago in on, on the East Coast, right? And I pull it out, and he goes, "Well, what is it?" And I said, "Well, it's Blue Dream from Humboldt County," and you know, Blue Dream, we're all like, ooh, Blue Dream, I love Blue Dream. But the the second I said Humboldt County, his eyes lit up. And he he was like, from Humboldt County? We are known. This was 10 years ago. This, I mean, this is, as you know, Humboldt County, Mendocino, the Emerald Triangle, we are known for what we do. And you are absolutely right. If we don't capitalize on that, we, we probably will get washed out. If we don't capitalize on the fact that our county is trying to let people go legal, then, then yes, we will get washed out. And, and that is a scare and it potentially could happen. However, there will forever be the people who want the connoisseur. They want the clean cannabis. They want to know their farmer. That was why we launched Grow Sisters because we knew that you could get online and you could see these dorky girls, you know, from day to day with their hands in the dirt. You know, we we wanted people to know us. This is who we are. This is who the humble people are. So back to the Appalachians Project. If we accept the Appalachians Project, if we vote to give funding to the sciences that will go and not only figure out the specific soil type or land type, but respect the culture and and continue you know giving back to the community because it's not just about where it was grown it's about the culture the people who are growing it and and that's really what appealed uh to myself for the mendocino appalachians project was that it really potentially could stamp humboldt stamp mendocino stamp our areas on that and and i think Absolutely, you should know where your cannabis is coming from. Is your cannabis coming from some lab in Kentucky and it's claiming that it's from, oh, Humboldt, da-da-da. You know, uh, the the Nat from the Humboldt Seed Company is going to love that I dropped this. Uh, if you haven't done a video with him or a, a sitting with him, he's an amazing person. He will blow your mind on phenotypes <laughs> and, and everything. I just, like, I we, we were honored. We got to do a video with him, and he's just full of knowledge and super, super nice, incredibly, incredibly cute. Just so much fun. I just like, I crush on nerds. I can't help it. (laughs) Um, But he uh, had this, this incident where someone was using in Europe, the Humboldt Seed Company, his Um. company's name. And he was like, wait a minute, I'm actually from Humboldt. You know, like what, you guys are from Europe. How, how can you be online claiming that you're the Humboldt Seed Company? You know, and so I, I feel that if there there is, as you guys know, as you ladies know, there's a different taste to every single product. You could have the same strain, you could have the same strain, grow it on different sides of the county, completely different cannabis. These terroirs are going to create a very nice high connoisseur taste. And so stuff that comes from Oregon, 
that's stuff from Oregon. You like Oregon cannabis? That's where you go. That's where you buy it. You eventually will be able to get online and order your cannabis. I want cannabis from Oregon. Great. So in, in, in my hopes, in, in my heart, I feel that if we support these projects, if we spread knowledge, if we continue to share that love about these projects that are going on, then we absolutely can survive. And hello, we fucking should because this is our industry. This is what we have been doing. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about the work of the Grow Sisters for the uninitiated? What, so what you guys have gotten into so far, some of the, the stuff you've put out there, some yeah. of the stuff you want, the, you know, a little bit more. If you want to talk more about yeah. the mission, just... Yeah. yeah. Um, so the mission started, like I said, it was kind of, we honestly just didn't have funding <laughs> to, to market our farm. <laughs> you're like, oh, great. You know, so, so you're like, oh, I get this permit. Yeah, awesome. And then you're like, well, I actually don't have any funding to, to do this project. But, you know, you figure it out somehow. And so um, as I was teaching Sloan how to clone or how to, you know, just, just sharing with your sister how to do things, really, truly just uh, hiring someone to do my job because uh, I was tired of, you know, bottom branching for 17 hours a day. But um, we started filming it and it came out so silly and cute. And I was like, we just, we have to go with this. And so our mission became that we wanted to interview other women in, in the industry and highlight what they were doing. Uh, so we kind of, that started becoming harder because as you know, um, a lot of people are not stepping out just yet. There are a lot of a lot of people who are, but you know, there's a lot of people who aren't as well. And so we branched out and we started doing companies and other farms and uh, we're really excited. We're headed up to Oregon at the end of this month and we're going to be doing a track and trace video so that we can show people here in our community what we potentially will be doing, dealing with. And um, one of the things that I have dreams about for, for Grow Sisters is to um, walk through compliance. I would love to have a farm and be like, this is what we're going to do. This is what it needs. That from that very, very basics to, to, the, to the end part you know, of, of the track and trace, um, we, there are so many things. There's so many video ideas. It's overwhelming and it's actually become really uh, hard because I'm like, I wanna do six videos a week. You know, I, I want to be doing this, but, but, but also at the same time, you know, you have a life and, and, you, and you do that. But the development of the Grow Sisters is uh, really branching out right now. Um, we have a ton of following um, and we all, all of our following is organic, which is nice. We haven't bought any of our followers. You know, we've only been doing this for six months and we have a pretty decent uh, following of people. We have a lot of people asking questions, which is amazing. We love the, the interaction, you know. Yeah, the Grow Sisters, are, they're, they're, they're awesome. They are <laughs> suddenly their own entity and, mm-hmm. and doing their own thing. So what started as a really fun uh, knowledge-sharing pro- project turned into um, hopefully a platform for lots and lots and lots more to come and, you know, highlighting on women in the business and... And, and news because that's really what's important and, and one of the things that I'm, I was really delighted to come and talk to you ladies because one of the things that I'm realizing is that we behind the redwood curtain have really been afraid to talk to anyone out of our realm 
you know, you'd be sitting at a bar and, so, and a cute guy would come up to you and he'd be like, well, what do you do? And you're like, automatically, like, what is this asshole asking me what I do in Humboldt <laughs> County? Like, what do you think I do? I drive an Audi. <laughs> you know, come on. And so it's nice to um, share this knowledge. And one of the things that I'm realizing is that not a lot of people are are keeping up with it and, and, and really continuing to educate themselves because there's so much happening that if you have a life like at all you're Mm -hmm. you miss it you know I mean it's a flood of knowledge that's happening in our community right now and there's so many people that are doing so many incredible things and I'm grateful that we connected because I can't wait to to, you're going to get 60 emails from me tomorrow because (laughs) I'm gonna my my night is gonna be you know but nothing has excited me more than the cannabis industry going legal because this is a hard industry to stay in it's you've had to change constantly you've had to evolve constantly you know there's the there we we started with two lights that goes you start with two lights and now here we are in this massive industry of of multi multi millions of dollars being pumped into it and if we're not sharing this information as a community, yeah, Humboldt and and Mendo and Trinity will get left behind. The women gathered. First in tentative scatterings, then inquisitive groups, until words spread as a pebble tossed into the waters of revolution. Then The women came in confident collectives. They knew the knowledge must be shared, spilled from tongues speaking ageless wisdom, treasured whispers riding along currents of change. They shared because they understood the consequences of not. Their silence would mean defeat, suffering, possibly death. So they spoke to each other, of what they learned from their mothers and their mother's mother. They told the histories of generations. Their hands wove tethers to their ancestors as feet stomped rhythms of the ancients and their voices sang of creation. They dug into soil that contained the breath of their beginning and planted the seeds of their future. Thanks, as always, for joining us for another round of stories, insights, and hopefully a good dose of inspiration, too. We aim to share information, history, and living, breathing narratives that connect you back, back to this culture, to our roots, and to our history, but also to keep you nestled to the fabric of what's to come. If you've been touched or gained something from these talks in any way, please feel free to drop us a line in our inbox. We are at mendpodcast at gmail.com, and we love to hear from you. Or scoot on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. Drop us a rating or a review, both of which help us to gather momentum and to spread the word about what we are doing here. Just like every story that we collect, every good word put back out in the community helps this work to grow in more ways than one. So thank you for tuning in, being a part of the conversation, and lending your voice to the work to come. Cheers.